Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert, my guest this episode. Hey sis, what's up? Hey! It's Shannon Klingman. <laughs> Back since, wow, what was the last one you were on? Viverum, and then the trivia Vi- episode. Yeah, so back last Halloween, so almost a year, yeah. Yeah. Oof, too long. Well, but I've also gone from being a weekly show to being like an every three weeks or whenever the hell I get around to it show. So <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You people don't pay me a dime. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> Our movie this episode from 2022, RRR, <laughs> Rise, Roar, Revolt. Yep. Before we say a thing about this movie. Let me, what would you call it? Not a uh, advisory. I don't know. Just a caveat up top. We are a couple white Midwesterners. <laughs> this <laughs> yes. is the second <laughs> second Bollywood. Well, I guess this is a Tollywood. The other one I've seen was a Collywood. It's a whole thing depending on where it was filmed and what language they speak. But Bollywood movie second one I've ever seen ever. The only other one was also for this show way back episode like three or five or something. And obviously when this came out and hit Netflix, it was blew up. It was huge. A ton of people like, oh my God, Bollywood movies, blah, blah, blah. Doing a little minimum sort of research after I watched this, because I try not to read like letterbox reviews and stuff before I do a show. But for this, I made an exception. And what I found was that yeah, a lot of people are like, this is, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I got to start watching Bollywood movies now. And a lot of people from India who actually have historical and political and societal context that we do not have, their thoughts are kind of like, yeah, it's actually pretty mid. You should watch more Bollywood movies if you think this is the best thing you've ever seen. This is kind of, eh. This is like baby's first Bollywood movie, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> And also... I saw a lot of people saying this is basically like right-wing propaganda, the Indian version of right-wing propaganda. It's like very, it's taking sort of in the way that Inglorious Bastards did this sort of fantasy retelling of World War II where they just kill Hitler at the end because fuck it, why not? This is kind of like that. This was two real revolutionaries, but they never actually met. And the guy who made this was like, well, what if they were best friends and also superheroes? But in doing so also left out some very important People, and especially, I guess, in the ending, the ending dance where they're showing all the and mentioning a lot of revolutionaries, there are a number Mm of real life revolutionaries who were suspiciously not shown (laughs) that seems motivated in a way by the filmmakers politics, probably, and that it's very uh, reinforcing of like casteism and the caste system and the way that it represents beam is very look at this fucking yokel isn't he cute <laughs> like you know like uh, the tribe he's from or whatever is like thank god they had the you know the rich upper crust 
sort of guy to help him along. Like, so there's things going on here that we and probably most Westerners who saw this movie do not have context for to understand why it may be problematic. Mm. So I wanted to say that up top before we get into anything else about the movie. Just be aware that I am aware that this is not a problem-free movie for actual people from India or people who, you know, who have a regular diet of Indian films, which is not us. Certainly not me, anyway. I don't know if this is also your second one ever. Or... You know, the, yeah, this is only the second one I've ever seen. So, I, I mean, I was excited to delve more into it because I've always wanted to watch more, like, Bollywood and stuff like that. But I just, yeah. It's hard to know where to start. <laughs> you know? A lot of it. That's, that's yeah. True. Yeah, and I found the other one that I watched, Bayama Iruku, way back for whatever episode that was. I found that one mm-hmm. pretty... Eh. Like, nothing about that made me like, yeah, I need to watch more Bollywood in the way that this one probably has for a lot of people. Yeah. But I also feel like... because uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but there's there's a lot of really compelling stuff in here, storytelling-wise, even if it's all factually mm-hmm. fucked. So I can see how that could grip a person. And then for other people who maybe... Like, this is a very Fast and Furious movie like this is like (laughs) i feel like this is if Zack snyder directed a fast and furious movie it would look a lot like this yeah i mean again i don't know much about the guy who directed this movie but i'm guessing he has seen a lot of Zack snyder movies because holy shit if you played the slow motion in this movie just like justice league snyder cut or any other you know if you played the slow Mm -hmm. motion in this movie at regular speed this movie would be an hour and 40 minutes long instead of three hours like it is so much unnecessary slow motion. Yeah. And just over the top, mm-hmm. physics be damned. Everyone's a super soldier. Like, you know, in the way that Fast and Furious movies are, where there's like, oh, they're just immortal now, right? Like, you know, so. Now, yeah. Taking all of that with a grain of salt. Yeah, I find it a pretty entertaining and compelling a lot of times movie. Again, as someone who doesn't know shit about shit about this stuff just as someone watching it i can look at the action and go well that's fucking stupid but it looks pretty cool (laughs) you know which is the Zack snyder Mm -hmm. and fast and furious trademark you know like i've seen all the fast and furious movies i've seen them once i don't ever need to watch them again but when i'm watching them i'm having fun and then the second is over i go well that was fucking dumb yeah (laughs) you know so it's kind of like that except this has an emotional sort of core and compelling I think storytelling in a way that the, no Fast and Furious film ever has or ever will. So it's a mm-hmm. step up from that when I make that comparison. And it looks good. It's just, it's shot, shot really well. Yeah. When I say it looks like a Zack Snyder movie, I'm mostly talking about the slow motion and the maximalism. Mm-hmm. But Zack Snyder could never with this color palette. <laughs> like this is... A- yeah. The cinematography in this movie is just at times it's breathtaking like it yeah just some of the shots some of the camera work is just yeah it's stuff that you just you never see and i just wasn't expecting pretty cool. and and it's a, and it's cost the equivalent of 69 million budget which is yeah look at something yeah. like the flash which we're learning may 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 have cost as much as 300 million dollars and looks like horse shit 
like every shot of that movie looks yeah. like garbage and it costs more than mm-hmm. three times what this caught like uh, they know what they're doing in india they're making you know some talented yeah. filmmakers over there regardless of what their mm-hmm. politics may be or whatever i don't know yeah i don't know let's get into it for a three-hour movie i only have a page and a half of notes which is less than i have for some hour and a half long movies so yeah but there's twists and turns and things like uh it's set in 1920 sort of again i should have done more research but either sort of in the midst of or sort of kicking off the beginning of sort of the revolution in India. India is very much clamped down under the control of the British colonizers. Look, I'm not saying just like I don't need like affectionate Nazis in movies. Like I don't need British. Like I'm not sitting here like, why are you being so mean to the British colonizers in this movie? Why don't like, why can't you show one who's but the British in this film are cartoonishly evil. And that's also part of the maximalism, I think. And it also, I think, is distracting, perhaps, from, especially for people who don't know any better. Like, oh, it's a movie about how colonization is bad, duh. Because look how fucking crazy evil the British are. And then you're ignoring the other stuff, the more Mm -hmm. right-wing, you know, stuff that's kind of hidden under there that we don't notice, but, you know, Indian people might. So I think it's a little bit of a shield, in a way. Just how he's like Ray yeah. Stevenson, RIP very recently, and his wife in this movie, like the main yeah. two bad guys, who's Allison Duty, which is a funny name, but she was uh she was the Nazi lady <laughs> on uh Last Crusade. Okay, so I thought she looked familiar, Elsa, but or, I just forgot to Elsa, look yeah. her up. Because I don't know if we've seen her in any, yeah, Elsa. anything since Last Crusade. <laughs> that might crazy, be the last yeah. thing I ever saw her in. But but yeah, those two characters, yeah. her and Ray Stevenson's character are huh. like mustache twirly Looney Tunes level of just vile evil yeah. to where you're like, there's not an ounce of human soul in these people. They're just like laughably evil. Like his whole speech mm-hmm. about like an Indian's not worth one bullet so kill him with a stick or whatever like crazy shit mm-hmm. which look probably was said by a british officer at some point in 1920 like but just the way or even the guy who looks like there's another british guy who looks like larry the cable guy who like beats him up beats beam up about the motorcycle repairs yeah He's cartoonishly evil the one like, guard, all yeah. the british are cartoonishly evil except for jennifer the one like white lady who's cool (laughs) you know so Mm -hmm. we start and some of some of the characters have a couple different names depending on where they're at because sometimes they're like undercover or whatever and i'm probably going to butcher a lot of them so forgive me for that as well but yeah ray stevenson and allison duty just straight up buy this little girl named mally she's like doing like yeah henna tattoos on them that's like and singing a song and they're so impressed with her like oh she needs to come back to the palace or whatever with us you know throw them some shekels and the mm-hmm. almost said natives that's not the right word but the indian the bad village of you know they're like they don't even get it first that like oh they're buying this girl like oh it's like a tip it's like they're they like what she's done they like her song so much they're paying her mom for no they're buying your daughter from you for some measly coins and dragging her away and then they club when the mom's trying to like get her out of the car. They club her with like a log. And I did you not think she was just dead? Like the way that it's 
Oh yeah. She appears again at the end. I'm like, oh, she's alive. Okay. Cause it looks, she gets hit and blood is pouring out of her head and she's just laying there with her eye open looking out. Like I thought, oh, she's just dead. Well, cause I thought later, later, I thought he told Mally that she was dead. I swear. I don't remember that or not, but I know that when they, at the very, very end, when they get back to their village, the mom like runs out and she's there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. She's there. And, so I was confused, but no, she looked really dead after he hit her with that tree branch. But yeah, my face when they just like yoinked Mally out of her mom's arms and I was like, oh no, they're just going to like buy her. I was like, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it was awful. But yeah, you talk, I mean, the production value on this is great. Like, I'm sure there's some, obviously they make a point mm-hmm. at the beginning of saying like, there's no actual animals in this. All the animals are CGI. And you can tell looking at them, it's pretty decent CGI. I mean, I've seen worse mm-hmm. The Flash, but, and uh, lots of movies, oh, but I mean, I've seen yeah. that like Life of Pi has a much better looking CGI tiger than this does. But I don't know how much mm-hmm. they used for like crowd scenes and stuff. Cause like the, ne- the next scene is where this British sort of outpost has been completely surrounded because they've captured some spiritual leader or something and his people are all outside pushing on the fence and like and it's thousands of people and it doesn't look like you know how when you look at a Mm. cgi crowd you can see there's like the same three guys doing the same arm movement if you look around the crowd this looks like yeah a thousand of real people like so they spared no expense on that and they're in like actual locations and not you know just countless extras. So that's pretty impressive. But yeah, this outpost is under siege. And here's where we meet Ramaraju, who is, I mean, it's considered by his people to be a traitor because he like works for the British. He's like taken a job as part of the security force, a British soldier for the colonizers at this outpost. And here's where the crazy action kicks off because he jumps like Mar- Super Mario over this fucking fence because one guy throws like a rock or something. There, there's all these people like let our, let our guy go and they're banging on the fence and they're threatening to kind of knock it over but it's holding and one guy throws like a rock or something and almost hits the commander and he's like get me that guy and like he's zoom like eagle vision Ramaraju zooms and finds the one guy in the crowd jumps this fence like a video game and is just hitting guys with a stick just one stick and he's just working his way through the crowd knocking guys out through a sea of people to get to this one guy who knows he's coming after me and is running away like and the whole crowd is like piling on top of him and he keeps throwing them off and beating them with a stick like and it's it's a long it's like five six minute extended action scene of him just fighting a thousand people with a stick mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool like yeah, no, it's honestly a really cool scene. Like, you know, it's not physically possible, but the whole time you're watching it, you're just thoroughly entertained. Like, it's very well shot. It's, yeah, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, and it's not it's not to the point yet of, like, yeah, it's a little improbable, but the way that it's shot and everything, you're not like, oh, this is straight up, like, like cartoon-level, like, superhero stuff. Like, it still seems like, yeah, I guess a guy could do that. Maybe yeah. it's not like later. It's not like real Fast and Furious <laughs> shit like later where you're like, oh, well, that clearly cannot happen. Like this year's still kind of like it seems mm-hmm. within the realm of possibility, maybe. But we'll get to stuff that's like, well, that's that's insane. That could never happen. <laughs> but yeah, he, he gets this guy, drags him back, throws him back over the fence. And 
is pretty unscathed from it other than he does catch like a rock in the head or something because he's bleeding from the forehead but he just he just washes his face off and then goes mm. stands back at attention and then we cut to all these guards like back at the palace or whatever i don't know if there's a better word for whatever this estate is this where ray stevenson and yeah nelson duty and their family live but and they're handing out commendations like oh so and so you know you've been raised to the rank of whatever and it's all it's like timothy b it's all like <laughs> it's clearly three white guys and he's standing there like are you fucking joking me like what mm-hmm. i just after what i just did the superhuman <laughs> display i just put on and you're promoting these three weak ass white guys fuck this and he's so mad and he's punching a punch a bag and he punches through it like captain america and that's when i'm like okay wait a second yeah. <laughs> i see where this movie is going this is straight up yeah this is this is super soldier serum business all of them they should have he should have a metal arm and a and then there's a meeting sort of not not the head guy but like his second in command that take is taking a meeting in his office with an Indian guy who's like, hey, just as a heads up, that girl you took, you should not have done that <laughs> because she comes from a tribe. You know, <laughs> they have a guy there who's like the shepherd. And if the sheep is lost, he's going to he's going to it's like taken. He's going to come get this girl back. So just be prepared. He's not going to stop. And they're like, what one wilderness living Indian is going to come and storm Take this, on the British yeah, army. all by himself to get it like you're smoking crack dude whatever get out of my office like and he's like all right just just <laughs> don't say I didn't warn you that's all and he's talking about beam who we first see in a very again very good say what you want and I totally get why if you especially if you've never seen this kind of movie before you why you'd be like fuck I've never seen anything like this because this is cool shit man it's beam and his guys they're out in the woods they're setting up a trap they want to catch a wolf to eat and he's tracking this wolf and he's about to get it and then a tiger jumps in and the ti- the wolf is chasing beam the tiger's chasing the wolf the wolf and tiger like collide in midair with each other and the wolf runs off scared and now a tiger is just chasing this dude through the woods and he's hauling ass just ripped as fuck muscular dude like it's just cool stuff and it's about to catch him and he catches it in a net and he's holding the net with just his arms like, like trying to get this rope together and the tiger's an inch from his face clawing like it's cool shit man well see and now that i'm thinking about it i i think all the animals in the movie were cgi except maybe like horses maybe they were using so i'm wondering if that's like a filming thing over there that maybe they can't use it could be that because i remember when watching biyama ruku the other bollywood movie we watched for the show there's a warrant there's a disclaimer at the beginning that's like hey everybody there's a scene in this movie where a lady stretches her arm out don't freak out it's just special effects like we didn't really capture a demonist magic person on on film huh. yeah so part of it might be like i think part of it is because most of the animal other than yeah, people riding horses all of the animals in this movie are engaged in some kind of action mm-hmm. like some kind of fight is going on where they're attacking people so i think yeah. part of it is just like hey no animals were hurt like the standard sort of morning would see at the end of regular of hollywood movies. yeah but it might also be a cultural like what are you doing you shouldn't do that to animals you know don't worry we didn't do there's no actual animals because mm-hmm. even even the, yeah I'm even the snake if, is cgi later yeah so i'm wondering if they have like stricter animal laws when it comes yeah, to and that could be and stuff a religious thing than it we could do. Be a, just I, yeah i don't know Again, we don't mm-hmm. know shit about shit. So take anything, take everything we say with that in mind. 
we're just watching a movie man and doing the best we can but yeah even when the they bring in a deer at one point that they've killed on like on tied to like sticks that they're carrying you know and that deer is clearly CG, like it's a cgi mm-hmm. deer it's not terrible it's not like flying toaster yeah bad cg like the cgi is fine for what it is but it's definitely not a real deer and you can mm-hmm. tell by looking at it so yeah, yeah it could be a combination of any of those things you know because india also you know is split between because some parts of india are muslim and some parts are i was gonna just say hindu and then i went wait a second is that right don't sound like a dummy but it's hindu right i <laughs> there's probably, think but i, yeah, I there's also probably a number there's... of different quite variations of different yeah. things but I, I, w- I would imagine that the main two are hindu and muslim and that the politics of that probably have something to do mm-hmm. with the issues that some indian people have with this movie too because i know there's a scene at some point where beam is like hey just so you know i'm actually not muslim so i guess ramaraju is is muslim yeah. they don't really get into religion much in the movie other than that conversation of like hey i'm no. not muslim just so you know so yeah that might be a bone of contention with people about this movie too i we 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 don't know because we're not smart like that but yeah and b and then the very next so b you're already presented with like okay beam is like the ultimate warrior like this guy is a bad ass he just took on this tiger but he's still human because it wasn't like he was fearless like he ran his ass off and when the tiger's in his face he looks frightened mm-hmm. you know but he's a badass who with his arm muscles is holding a tiger at bay and he like knocks it out with his knockout yeah. powder stuff and then it's cool because he like hugs its head and is like, probably I know definitely like I think like Native Americans did with any sort of animals that they killed to eat where they're like, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, brother, we mm-hmm. need, you know, you're serving our needs as people like you're gonna, you know, they're gonna yeah. eat this fucking tiger because they need food. So that's sort of another level to him. And then the very next scene, he's like, just in the city, kind of undercover, he's taking a job. A lot of stuff gets filled in for us later, but he's he's taking a job undercover in the city as a mechanic because he has come to the city looking for Mally. He's the shepherd that they were warning. The guy was trying to warn the British about. He's going to find this girl. He's going to get her back to the village. And yeah, this Larry the Cable Guy looking fuck comes up and is like, hey, man, you fixed my bike and I can't get it started. And Beam comes over. Oh, well, this it's this really stupid thing you missed. <laughs> like he's not being he doesn't say it like that. He's like, no, you know, no, sir. Yes, sir. You know, oh, easy, I'll fix it, you know. And the guy's like, you're trying to make me look bad and beat, and Beam just lets mm-hmm. this guy beat the shit out of him in this garage because he has to maintain it. The guy who we just watched fight a tiger is letting this frumpy, mm-hmm. shitty white guy kick the shit out of him to, like, take one for the team because he can't, like, blow his cover <laughs> or get the family that he's staying with in trouble. So he's, like, such a yeah. principled dude that you're instantly like okay this guy has like layers and levels and is really interesting Uh, Raju always on the look on the lookout for a promotion all the guards have been gathered all the sort of army guys with Ray Livingston Ray Livingston and his wife and they're like hey we got reports there's a guy there's a one of you people is coming trying to get this girl back and we heard he's bad we're not that worried about but we heard he's bad news whoever catches this guy will be promoted to special officer. And everybody's like, this seems like a waste of our time. And then the room parts like the Red Sea. And there's Raju. I'm the man for you. I'll do it. You know? And she's, Allison Duties is specifically like, bring him back dead. You get a bounty, bring him back alive. 
and you'll be promoted to special officer. And he's like, I got you. And immediately starts trying to infiltrate the sort of underground in the city. This is Delhi and sort of root out where the revolutionaries are because he must be one of them, right? So we're going to, I'm going to get in there, talk a good game, get to know these people, and they'll lead us right to this guy. And he's got his uncle, is Ramaraju's uncle is helping him out. And so for, and this is the other thing that I like that I find so compelling about this, and it's done in a way that I haven't really seen in another movie before, is that you spend most of this movie going, God, this Ramaraju guy, it's not, like, he is this traitorous asshole who's like just out for his own gain. And then a turn comes where you like learn his backstory and why he's doing this. And you're like, Oh shit. Like, no, he's actually like serving a bigger purpose and he's doing, yeah. he's doing bad things for a good cause and it's eating him up inside, but he's, he's going to do what he has mm-hmm. to do. That, and that's, I don't know. That's cool. That's good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It, Cause it, it was got, at this point kind of in the movie where you're like, well, who am I supposed to root for? Because you know, like, they're at odds. And you're like, well, crap. I Well, I like both of them. And this guy over here is the fucking Terminator. <laughs> but this guy just fought a tiger. Well, like, but one one guy works <laughs> for the colonizer. You know? So you're instantly like, well, fuck that guy. You know, like, but when, when you find out he has reasons for that, and it's all part of his bigger yeah. plan, you're like, oh, okay, all right. I don't hate you after all. Yeah. He does maybe take it. A little too far sometimes but <laughs> yes but no it's He's very dedicated. compelling yeah and then beam sees so one of his like friends is in line to help with the thing and the british guy at the ah, what's the word like the they've got like a fence set up and it's like checkpoint checkpoint's the word i'm looking for and he's like, we got to show your show us your ID. And this guy doesn't have any because he's not mm. from here. He's a secret, you know, wilderness guy. And he doesn't have it. And this guard starts beating it. Because, again, every British person is just the worst. Starts beating this guy. And then the one good British person, Miss Jennifer, like pulls up. Hey, leave that guy alone. Stop hitting him. What are you hitting him for? He didn't have ID. Fucking leave him alone. That's not worth beating a guy for. Leave him alone. You Are you okay? Go about your business. And Beam sees her from across the street and instantly like ball, like cartoon wolf eyes <laughs> jumping out of his face. Like, and did, he passes it off to his friends like, oh, she could be really helpful to us to like get into the palace and stuff. But to him, he's like, I love this lady. <laughs> like, which oh, I get it. She's pretty. And at one point in this movie, she's dressed exactly like Belle from Beauty and <laughs> the Beast. Like the same hair, the yes, same dress. Everything. I thought that too. She's like a Disney princess as a person. And she's the first British uh-huh. person in the universe of this film who isn't a piece of shit garbage person. So I can see why he falls for her instantly. Yeah. Yeah. She really struck me as like the the Miss Honey of this movie from Matilda. Like in a sea of shit people, she's just this like beacon of niceness and hope. Like, <laughs> But at the same time, and I don't know if this was their intention or not. But like a little while in the, a little further in the movie, she's gonna like bring him back to her. Like you're my guest. He's my guest at the palace. Check out my room. Look at all my crazy expensive stuff. I'm so fucking rich, which is a sh- a, yeah. a shitty thing to do to this guy from the wilderness who <laughs> is just making it in the city and like is poor as fuck and doesn't even speak Eng- like doesn't speak English. Like I don't. She's not meaning it that way. She's trying to like just show this guy a good day or whatever, but she's also kind of in, inadvertently <laughs> and inherently like humble bragging about all this stuff. Not, not even, they're not even humble, nothing humble about it. Just bragging about 
look how fucking rich I am, yeah. dirt man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Beyond that, there's not much to her character. No. Just like Ramaraju's fiance, Sita, back home, they're just, they're the women in the film who aren't the evil one, but they have no, they have A no real depth. Yeah. Yeah, no depth at all. It's not really concerned with them or their story. Mm-hmm. It's all about these bros and the bromance. It's about well, yeah. The to to be honest, there's a, a a whole lot of chemistry between the two main guys. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, it's a bromance. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, so Raju, yeah, he's talking mad game at this meeting where they're like, oh, what should we do? How should we start this revolution? And he's like, we should fucking kill Commodore once his face. And they're like, whoa, buddy, <laughs> bring it down a notch. Day one. What kill King George next? What are you what are you talking about? Like chill out. Who's this guy? Talking about killing the commander? That's crazy. But it catches the attention of Beam's sort of best friend, this willy woolly bearded guy whose name I could not tell you. And he kind of comes over to Ron Rogers like, hey, I you know, I know some people who can if that's what you want to do, like for real, like I know people you gotta meet. And so they go to like, I'm gonna take you to meet some people, and then they come to a checkpoint. And I don't know why he didn't, he either didn't care that he's about to blow his cover or he's just, it's such natural instinct he didn't think about it. But Raju pulls out his ID, like, yeah, let us through. And of course, Beam's buddy's like, fuck, he's a cop, shit. Five <laughs> 0 run, and just takes off running and they lose him. And so now Ramaraju's going to spend the next big chunk of the movie searching the city for this guy that he mm-hmm. let slip because he couldn't help himself. But like, yeah, I'm a cop. <laughs> like, you're bad at being undercover, bro. <gasps> A lot worse than Beam is, anyway. Beam took a beating to stay undercover. Yeah. You can't even keep, keep your ID in your wallet. And then we have the big train bridge explosion set piece. Yeah. Beam's, Beam's buddy runs back to him and is like, fuck, we're, we're, we're rousted, man. We're busted. A guy caught me. He chased me. I got away, but they're going to be looking for us. And they're all like, fuck, we're, it's ruined. And Beam's like, well, you guys should probably leave. I'm going to stay. And then there's a kid on this little boat under the bridge, and there's a tanker truck full of or tanker tanker train full of oil coming that busts a leak and sets on fire and cars are blowing off the bridge and falling into the water around this kid and Ramaraju is up on top of the bridge pissed off at himself that he let this guy get away and way down on the riverbank below the bridge is beam and like they lock eyes from 300 feet away or you know 300 yards away even maybe and like give each other hands so they're like bro I got you the team right (laughs) We're a team. We're going to save this kid. A beam jumps on a motorcycle, goes up on the bridge, and you're sitting there watching, you're like, what are they about to do? Yeah. It's looking like some crazy shit's about to happen, and some crazy shit's about to happen. Because Ramaraju gets on a horse, Beam gets on a motorcycle, they each grab one end of a rope, and Raju grabs a flag, and then they haul ass in opposite directions, <laughs> and then bust through the guardrails on either side of this bridge. This is the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Because then they come swinging under the bridge, like like um like like clacky Criss-cross. balls. yeah. <laughs> like those office clacky balls, they're gonna hit in the middle. <laughs> but so Bean grabs this kid, throws him to Ramaraju, who throws the dips the flag in the water as he passes it, throws it to Beam, who wraps himself in it so that when he swings back into the fire, he won't be burnt. Then they he just this kid gets tossed through the air so much. Yeah, tossed into the water when the flame, like this real kid, just flying through the air, and then Raju throws this kid to shore, like just (laughs) whips him, and then they come back together 
and they're holding their arms meet in the middle and they're holding hands you know hanging there we don't see how they get down <laughs> no but and just like that they're best friends they're celebrated you know mm -hmm. there's a tower of people they climb for reasons i don't quite understand yeah that tower of people like what i want to know what that's about because i mean it's got to be some kind of something they do it's like for... a like a celebration but yeah you save that kid yeah but like it's like that's like the, the most that's the craziest flash mob i've ever yeah. seen yeah it's like... really extra I like yeah but now yeah they're best friends now and in case you didn't know, there's a song that is going to tell you everything you're seeing on screen. <laughs> like the, ly yeah. the lyrics for this song are literally like, they're from different worlds. How could they be friends? But look, they're best friends now. <laughs> Hope nothing happens that makes them fight. That's like the literally the lyrics of the song while we're watching a montage of them palling around, giving each other piggyback rides. Yeah. <laughs> like, this this monta montage of their bromance is like some of the most like what do I want to say like it's just it's so pure and like it just makes you feel good like I don't know it's just it's it's nice it's nice to see like because so many of the movies and just the culture here we have is very like you know no homo like we just have that whole like and this is just very like male affectionate forward like like they're yeah. okay with it it's fine and like that's very nice to see i like it <laughs> yeah the other bollywood show that we watched for the podcast also had i keep saying we as if you were there me and my guest <laughs> i had had another had a song about this friendship 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 like it was all about friendship these guys and how good friends they are palling around <laughs> so yeah it's culturally probably a little different yeah, the no homo thing. I was just talking to your nephews uh, last night, actually, about I think it's why it's so important. This will be a tangent, but why it's so important to have queer representation as, you know, as much as you can, wherever you can, you know, because then mm -hmm. the queer community will stop trying because they're so desperate for it to see anyone who looks like them on screen that they yeah. will maybe stop injecting it into places it should not be does that make sense we were talking specifically about sherlock yeah. and how the show sherlock got accused of queer baiting the gay community with the notion that if you watch that show there's not a moment of that show unless you are going way out of your way to build your own stupid headcanon which you should not ever do there's not a moment in that show that would suggest to you at the end of this show sherlock and watson are going to be boyfriends like they are clearly <laughs> dating, married to, banging women that entire show. They're very good friends who love each other. And because we as American culture don't fucking understand male friendship yep. and don't recognize it when we see it, it instantly got glommed onto as like, oh, this show better end. Like, obviously, the show's going to end with them as a couple, right? And then it didn't. And then the gay community lost their fucking minds and were so mad at Sherlock because the thing <sighs> that they imagined that was never going to happen didn't happen and that's why it's important that wow that's why it's important i think that we have representation wherever you can put it so maybe they can stop doing that <laughs> stop projecting it yeah. into things where it where it isn't because projecting because yeah that's a good word for it because yeah. you're rightfully so desperate to see it you're so desperate to see someone like you on screen that when you don't get it you start imagining it and putting it on people that it 
doesn't belong on. Mm-hmm. And I bet that happened with this too. I bet you there's a bunch of people who are like, wow, what a beautiful queer movie. Like, no, it's not though. <laughs> like I, we keep saying right. romance, but let's not like they're, they're, they are very manly men who are very good friends and that's it. There's zero chance mm-hmm. at the end of this movie, these two guys are going to kiss, but somewhere someone's watching this and going, I can't wait till they kiss. It's not going to happen. Stop. Yeah. Like the closest I feel like we we got with, and I mean they weren't, I mean, they were filmed in New Zealand, but was like Lord of the Rings was very comfortable at times with like male affection, and I really appreciated that. And we just haven't had a whole lot of that since. And I wish oh, yeah. we would have more. Oh yeah, Sam loves Frodo with all of his heart. That doesn't mean they're gonna bone. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, you know. He's going to carry him up this volcano, but they're not going to have sex mm-hmm. at the end. Like, yeah. calm down. Like, and yeah, the way like Aragorn treated Boromir, like in his last moments, like, and just, yeah, all of it was just very, like, this is okay, you know? And we just haven't really had any of that since. So it was like really nice to see that in this. And so I don't know if like Indian culture is more comfortable with that. If it is, that's good. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> digression over. But yeah, that the, that whole train scene, that it's super fast and furious. It's super, other than being colorful, it's very Zack Snyder. And it's mm-hmm. very, yeah, these guys are just straight up super soldiers that physics just don't apply to. Because the thing you just, the thing we just watched you do, not possible. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy sauce. Like, I can get behind you fighting a thousand guys with a stick. I can get behind you f- fighting a tiger. I'm sure someone in history has done that, but what you just did, no one in history has done or ever will do. Like, that's bananas. So, yeah, they're palling around. Beam's driving Ramaraju around. So, mixed in with the montage of them just doing friend stuff, fishing and riding around town on the moped, we see, you know, Raju and his uncle have this sketch, a very, very accurate and good sketch of Beam's buddy that they're looking for. And they're taking it around. Hey, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? Nobody's seen him. Or at least no one will turn on him, turn him in, you know. And he's, the jig is almost up at this point in the movie because they're riding the scooter and Beam's like, you know, I could help you find this guy. Why haven't you ever asked me? And he's like, that's, why haven't I ever asked you? That's silly. What a weird plot contrivance. (laughs) Like he calls it out. Like, and he's about to show him the sketch, which would have blown the whole thing. But the wind catches it and throws it into a mud puddle and it's ruined. So Beam never sees who it is he's looking for. And then when he gets a new sketch and starts going around to people again, he still doesn't ask Beam. So <laughs> it's pretty, uh, yeah, convenient plot-wise mm. that he just keeps not introducing his best friend into his business. But And then they see Jennifer driving her car. In 1920, were women allowed to drive? On their own? By themselves? Maybe the British aristocracy, you could do what you wanted. But I feel like 1920 was not a great time to be a woman saying I, I'm just going to take the car uh-uh. I want to take the car out for a spin like I don't know if that was yeah, even I feel legal. like she would have had a driver <laughs> but I, that wouldn't be very plot convenient so but so yeah, this is some pretty I mean as far as meat cutes go but this is a pretty selfish because Ramaraju <laughs> grabs a handful of nails and is like go 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 and they go up on the moped in front of her and he drops all these rusty nails in the road to pop all of her tires but it's also going to pop the tires of the next four people behind her. So this is a yeah. high price to pay so he can talk to this girl. But, <laughs> and there's kind of a funny scene where, because Ramaraju 
being a trader, <laughs> speaks English, and Beam does not. And so he's sort of translating for him and trying to get him like, you know, oh, you know, tell her you'll give her a ride and you're, you're a mechanic and you can fix her tires. You know, she, nod your head. No, that, you're saying no, nod your head yes, you know, helping him. Cyrano de Bergeracking him yeah. through this interaction. Yeah, so they get to meet. He drives her to the, well, she wants to go to the bazaar or whatever. And they're walking around talking. But again, they're not really talking because she can't understand him. He can't understand her mm-hmm. to the point that he doesn't even know her name. And it's it's a funny joke in the movie, but it's is it is it a new joke in India? Because I've seen this joke in about a hundred American yeah. things. The thing where like he asks her name or he's been calling her ma'am. And she's like, no, mm-hmm. that, you know, my name is not ma'am. Just call me Jenny. And so he thinks her name is don't call me ma'am. My name is Jenny. You know, the whole long. He's like, wow, that's yeah. a long name. Crazy British names. <laughs> Until Rama Raj is like, no, her name is just Jenny. She's saying, don't call her ma'am. But like, that's a joke I've seen a hundred times in things. So maybe it just now mm. got over that. I don't know. <laughs> or 1920, maybe it's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and he buys this, he sees in the market or the bazaar or whatever, um, he sees this bangle that had, I wasn't quite sure. It, he didn't etch a message on it, but whatever's written on it is in the language that he recognizes and he knows Mally will recognize well- because I thought he, like, made it. Like, because it looked like a, like, the person was making bangles. And, like, he stepped in and, like, kind of made his own. So I think he put, like, a symbol or something on it that Mally would recognize. Yeah, it had symbols all around it, which is why I thought, like, he didn't have time to do all that. Unless they just, maybe it's just not edited together very well. Because he's, he's just over there for a second. Like, oh, I see this thing. Like, he didn't... Mm-hmm. From what we could tell, he didn't have time to etch all these symbols in there. So I thought maybe he just saw it. Either way, he's got this bracelet to give to Jenny, to give to Molly. Mally? Mally. So as like a sign of hope of like. Yeah, because she had said like, we we have this little girl staying, staying with us. And he was like, oh shit, like that's her. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's when he finds out that like. Oh, she's there in this lady's house. Because she's like the niece of Ray Livingston or something like that. Yeah, I think so. She invites him to uh, a party at the palace. Or I keep calling it palace. It's like mm-hmm. a mansion. But it's a mansion. There, there are shots where you can see it's like this big elaborate mansion with all these fancy hedges and gardens and glistening, you know. And it's right down the street from like dilapidated, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> buildings of in delhi so it's a, a kind of a cool juxtaposition of like wow they just plunked down this elaborate castle in the middle of like a super poor neighborhood just to like extra show off or something mm-hmm. but and then we get i mean what would a bollywood movie be without a big dance number and then we get this possibly yeah. cgi assisted dance there are moments in this where i'm like that kind of looks cgi a little bit but this is this, this well, yeah. dance that they do it's pretty cool, pretty yeah. impressive. And there are moments of it where I'm like, their feet don't look natural. Not because I'm like, no human yeah. could do that. Because obviously they're talented dancers. But there are moments where I'm like, that looks a little... So I'm wondering if there was some CGI assistance there. But Yeah, I, I was know. wondering, like, how did, how does a person possibly move that fast? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. <laughs> but there's like, the, you know, like the young British aristocrat guys are like, oh, these, you know... Indians are in here. They can't show us up. We're going to have a dance. They have a good old fashioned dance off. 
that's more like an endurance it's like an endurance yeah. test of like we're all gonna dance super hard and mm-hmm. crazy and last man standing is the best dancer or whatever and the british guy fails out pretty quickly and then it's down to just ramaraju and beam and it's a cool moment where Beam or ramaraju looks over and sees how fucking into this jenny is and how locked in she is on <laughs> beam and cheering for beam and so he takes a fall He's like, oh, my calf. And like, hammy, hammy, and falls down, you know, so that Beam can win and impress her. Which is like, that's that's just a good buddy, man. That's a good friend. Yeah, a he's a bro. But yeah, she invites Beam back to, yeah. And there's like showing her like, here's all of our rooms. And here's this crazy hallway full of statues. And here's my room. It's opulent <laughs> as shit. Cool, huh? He's like, I lived in a tree. Like, <laughs> I was hunting a wolf and a tiger for food last week, but okay. Thanks, I guess. But he finds, knowing Molly is there, he kind of hunts around while she's making tea and finds her, and they're separated by bars. And she's like, and he's like, okay, cool, I found you, you know, but I can't take you with me right now. And she's crying, like, are you fucking kidding me? Get me out of here. Like, do not leave me here one day longer. Like, and but there's bars between them and they're hugging and they're both crying and it's you know emotional and like no i can't they'll be honest instantly if i bust you out of here now just wait you know be brave be strong i'll be back for you like i said it's mm-hmm. compelling stuff there's you know however historically inaccurate or whatever this is there's heartfelt stuff in here that yeah that you're never gonna find in fast and furious or most i'd say most action movies yeah well and i mean the both the two main actors they're they're very good actors like they both do really good jobs with the the action and the emotional parts of the movie meanwhile while that's going on uh ramaraju has found beam's buddy that he was looking for and is torturing him (laughs) he's got him tied to a pole in some rundown (laughs) dirty warehouse and is like breaking his fingers with a stick and breaking his knees with a stick and like so this is where you're like wow this he really is a piece of shit like when is beam gonna find out what an asshole this guy is and again you'll come to find out he has his reasons they're good reasons and the ends may or may not justify the means that's the question you know morally but this is i think one of the points this and when he's flogging beam later are the two points where it's like Buddy, you might be taking this a bit far. I know you made a promise, <laughs> and I know you're yeah. seeking vengeance for having <laughs> to blow up your own father, but there's a line you may be crossing right now. But yeah, he's just torturing the shit out of this dude, and the guy won't tell him. Like, so Rob, you know, I'm mean, obviously Ramaraju still doesn't know the beam is the guy he's looking for. It's like Starcross lovers, but they're just yeah. gross. <laughs> we see a bit of because he drops this necklace that he has. And then we get just a tiny bit of a flashback of like, there's a girl somewhere far away who has the other half of this necklace. So it's the first sort of hint of like, okay, there's something going on with this guy. There's more to this guy. He's not this loner. He had, you know, he has a woman back somewhere that that might be informing his actions. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, there's a very, very poisonous snake. It's the something crate. I don't remember what it's called. The something crate. But it's a a red CGI snake. I, I went on a whole tangent of looking up the, the real snake and it's it's poison and all that. It's venom and how it actually works. <laughs> like, yeah, I went down a whole rabbit hole. But Beam's buddy who's tied up, like, catches this snake with his bound hands. And when Rama comes back to be like, 
look, man, time is up. I'm done beating you. I'm probably going to have to kill you. Like, I'm probably going to have to kill you soon. You better tell me what I need to know. Throws this snake at Ramaraju and it bites him in the arm. And he's like, ha-ha, motherfucker. Like, that point, you'll be dead within an hour. Like, that's like the most deadliest snake ever. Good luck with that. And then Ramaraju does a strange thing where he comes over the knife. You're like, well, here goes. He's going to kill this guy. And he cuts him loose. Like, in his last, like, I have an hour to live gonna do the right thing and let mm-hmm. this guy go because i guess i just have failed and i'm never gonna get the information i want but i'm not gonna kill this i have no reason to kill this guy even though he just killed me with a snake like yeah so he's stumbling through the street dying of this poison and <laughs> beams like bromance spidey sense goes off because he's already around the corner like behind him <laughs> beam is like collapsed in the street and he's beams gathering his buddies like okay get the truck ready we're gonna go at night you know we're tonight tonight we're gonna go save Mally. And he's, he can't, he's around the corner. He can't see Ramaraju. And he just like stops and it's like, blah, 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 blah. like my spidey sense is tingling. He runs back around the corner, like, oh, fuck, my buddy's well, on the Because he ground. does the, the beat. Oh, that's That he right. did to start the song. And then that's how he finds him later, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's tapping. It's, it's their beat. <laughs> it's like in another movie, it would be like Morris Code, but it's like, yeah, it's the beat. It's the mm-hmm. beat of their friendship song. Yep. <laughs> so when he runs, he gathers all the herbs and shit they need and hot, they pour it over a hot coal into his mouth and like, whoa, it looks disgusting, yeah. but it saves his life. <laughs> and he puts him in the hot and like, like, okay, you'll, you'll recover, but you need bed rest. Stay here in the hospital. He can't talk. His like jaws like locked up from this poison mm-hmm. and beam confesses to him. Like, Hey, my name's or well, he's been going by Actar. Everybody in the deli knows him as Actar, except his couple buddies. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, my name's not Actar. It's Beam. I come from this place. I've come to rescue this girl. And so he confesses the whole thing to Ramaraju, who now knows, shit, my best friend is the guy I've been hunting. And now I can't do anything about it because I'm in this bat. He's trying to get up. He's like, rrr, rrr. like we can't. <laughs> then we get this crazy assault on the British mansion. Because they have these gigantic, mm-hmm. like, talk about Lord of the Rings. These are like the gates to fucking Isengard, like, yeah. giant wooden doors. But there's two, a, there's two of them in a set. So it's like an airlock almost. Like, we open the first set, a car mm-hmm. and people can drive in. We close the first set, then we open the second set. And they've memorized the sound of, so they know how long between. So that when, it's their, it's their way into the, the manor. And we've seen at various, actually really only once that I can think of, but we see... Beam's buddy feeding giant chunks of meat through a door to something. And you're like, what was that? And you forget mm-hmm. all about it. It's because they've collected yeah. a menagerie of attack animals, <laughs> which they have loaded up on this truck in a crazy, like they're stacked. So it's like the Beverly Hillbillies truck, but instead of furniture, mm-hmm. it's cages of deadly animals. Yeah. It, there's no way it should be able to move, but they crash through this gate. And in the most Zack Snyder-y shit you've ever seen, he comes flying out in slow motion, beam with a war paint and a torch and tigers <laughs> and jaguars and deer. Yep. And not cheetahs known. and bears. Deer's not known. Bears. <laughs> Deer's not known for being an attack animal. No. Like, <laughs> no. But, they, but they, they all come out and they start attacking. Well, first, they look like it's not like they're work for him like they're still mm-hmm. just wild animals and they all turn on him initially oh yeah but he scares <laughs> them all away with a torch and then they disperse into the crowd of british people and just start slaughtering these <laughs> british people the deer are goring people with their antlers mm-hmm. and throwing them around the tigers eating people 
he he gets Jenny in a car and gets her on her way so she's safe. But yeah, these party crashers just come busting through and they're fucking all the colonizers up. And then Beam shows up on for reasons I don't understand a burning carriage. <laughs> like he's riding He's on a horse-drawn carriage, which is mm-hmm. on fire. Yeah. Why is it on fire? Why did he choose the one that's on fire <laughs> to drive? <laughs> but he comes in, he lets the horses go, he hits a rock, goes flying through the air in slow motion on fire. Every, everything's slow motion and on fire from now on. And then it's mm-hmm. Beam versus it's Beam versus Raju, round one. This is a big action piece where we've also, there's been this, this elemental thing where like Beam is water and Ramaraju is fire. Mm-hmm. And we really get like if you didn't get the metaphor or whatever, like you're about we're gonna give it to you now because like Rama's yeah. fighting with fire and the broken fountain beams got the hoses from it and they're flying at each other, <laughs> spinning. And it's a lot of very cool looking but very dumb and improbable yeah. action. Where every time you punch someone, they fly fifty feet into a pole and mm-hmm. kick off it with their feet and land like <laughs> it's, it's crazy superhero stuff. And the animals are kind of interfering once in a while. And <laughs> Raju picks that big uh, fire. What is it? It's not a torch. It's like a, what's the word? Like a brazier mm-hmm. full of fire and picks it up and f- jumps and punches a tiger in the face. Yes. Of it, in midair. Like, bah! like it's <laughs> such crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very Zack. It's the Zack Snyderist shit you've mm-hmm. ever seen. The flaming, yeah, tiger punch. And Beam is like, because Ramaraju comes in is like, I'm putting cuffs on you. You're under arrest. And he's like, well, you're a cop, bro. Like, you got to tell me if you're a cop. That's, you know, like, you got to be lying. Like, no, I'm a cop. I'm arresting you. You can't do that. You know, and he's like, well, he keeps saying I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. Well, that's, like, not, well, that, that's uh... not true. <laughs> I mean, more morally, perhaps you haven't done anything wrong. But by their laws, you have certainly broken laws by crashing through their gate and <laughs> sticking an army of animals on the people. Even if they're bad yeah. people. So I don't know if I haven't done anything wrong is going to fly in a court of law. But yeah, he's like, please, I got to save this girl. Just, you know, just let me go. You should be helping me. Like, we're buddies. Like, oh, no, you're a traitor. You're going to arrest me. Okay. And it's fist fight for them back and forth, punching each other with stuff, throwing each other through stuff. At one point, he picks Ramaraju up in like a, I don't even know what to call it, but like, like Ramaraju has his legs around his beam's neck so he just picks him up and like swings him into a statue <laughs> like the base of it just like whams his head into it like it's pretty cool mm-hmm. stuff as silly and over the top and maximalist as it is and beam gets away for a second he sees he's climbs up he parkours up the building and he's looking down and molly's down there with the brits and he's gonna climb down and save her and ramaraju gets him with like a whip or whatever and it's holding him and he's hanging there and Ray Stevenson's gonna shoot the little girl, so he kind of gives up. But he's pulling himself up the rope to punch Ramaraju yeah. in the face and pulling him up to get like it's good stuff. But he's super heartbroken because his friend. Oh, and at one point he grabs Ramaraju had like three bullets, like three almost like they look like sniper rifle oh, bullets. Yeah, three of them in the front of his shirt, and he grabs them. Beam grabs him in his knuckles like Wolverine claws and stabs him <laughs> in the fucking chest with them. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Like, I mean, there's, I like I said, there's probably reasons to hate this movie, but I, I can't do it, man, because there's some yeah. dumb, cool shit in it's it. It's just too. really fun to watch. It's very entertaining. So Beam is captured. He's locked up. He's getting, you know, beat up and mistreated. 
And Ramaraju's got his promotion that he was after. He's finally got one. He's done the thing, captured him alive. And here's where we learn what this is all about. We get a long flashback back to when Ramaraju was a kid. Well, first we see that he's like an expert mm-hmm. marksman. Like, because now that he is special officer, what he has been given access to is the munitions warehouse where all the guns and bullets for this region for the British is stored. And it's a cartoonishly large amount of yeah. like it's like in the matrix when they're like we need guns and all those racks come mm-hmm. flying in from the void it's like that but in a room yeah it's like a warehouse with just racks and racks and racks and racks <laughs> and piles of guns it's like a big box <laughs> store of just guns but he's now in charge of those you see him sort of futzing with us some of them and putting them back in the box like he's he's done something to the firing pin on a lot of these guns mm-hmm. But some he's setting aside and taking. But we get his origin story, which is he was a little kid. He lived in a village not too terribly different than Beams, where they had one gun. And his father was like about to start the revolution. All I need is the guns. And we have the one gun. And he also gives a speech similar to, because when he was, he also, Ramaraju's dad also spent some time in the, as a soldier sort of for the British Mm -hmm. kind of and saw some things that made him leave and quit and decide to, you know, the revolution starts because he saw Ray Stevenson do that same. What's one bullet's not worth, not worth or an Indian's life. Is not worth one bullet? Beat him with a fucking giant hammer instead? Yeah. Which I guess he just says once a week. Right. Yeah. But so they have one gun. He kind of gives a reverse version of that speech to his people because they're like, when are we going to get guns? Like, we have these fake wooden guns that we're practicing with and that's cool mm-hmm. and all. We know we know what we're doing now, but like, when will we get an actual gun? And he kind of gives a reverse of Ray Stevenson's speech that's like, you need to understand what one bullet is worth. Every bullet we fire should earn its, like, earn its keep by going into a British man's heart mm-hmm. and drinking its, drinking his blood. And until I know that every bullet we fire that will never miss and every bullet we fire is going to do that and earn its keep, then you can have guns. But it's all, but it's really, he just doesn't have any guns. He has the one gun. He's the only one who's been firing it, except Ramaraj, little Ramaraju, the boy. And we see Sita, his fiance as well, their, their little kids together, has been sneaking off and firing the gun at night on his own, which I would think you would hear. Right, how did, yeah. How did his dad not he doesn't figure it out until he sees the bruise on Ramaraju's sort of shoulder from the gun butt kicking. Mm-hmm. You would have heard that in the middle of the night out in the boonies. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but he's been practicing and they, they show Sita and Ramaraju show his dad, like, but look what a shot he has. Like, here's the target. And there's just one hole. Like he's been firing through the same hole over and over again. <laughs> That's how good a shot he is. So he's like, okay, shit, I guess, you know, and then, the British come. They're going to shut this place down. They're coming in from all directions in the woods. Ramaraju's mom and I've, I've always I've always said it. I admire a movie with the guts to just straight up kill a fucking kid. Because so many movies mm-hmm. will dodge around it and his little brother gets gacked in slow-mo shot from behind and the yeah. mom. And so Ramaraju and his dad are hiding behind this log and just taking out British guys one at a time who are all out in the woods and you would think, you know, they're like, well, of course, it's, it's one. They have they have one gun, we'll get, but they have cover, and they're yeah, they're taking out boom, 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 British guys one at a time. But they're going to be overrun. 
Ramaraju's dad gets his finger shot off, which is a good effect. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah, they did not spare like their budget for effects, like for like the I don't want to say the violent shots, but yeah, with the finger and like when his brother got shot and everything, like yeah, they they went all in for those effects and they're really well done. Yeah, the regular old sort of gunshots, you, you know, they're kind of the CGI blood thing that I hate, but the finger, just the shots when your his hand is just there and you can see that half of mm-hmm. his one finger is gone. Like obviously it's CGI, but it's not. I don't know. It's not like the MS Paint shit. You would. It's no. Like, it, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been like shot in the shoulder when his fingers is blown off. So he gives the kid the gun. Like, okay, it's on you now. You know. And he goes out, and he's drilled into his son. Like, load, aim, shoot. Load, aim, shoot. That's mm-hmm. that's the mantra, right? So the kid's taking guys out, and then the his dad goes out and is like approaching the British, and the British are surrounding him, and the wind blows in slow motion of course and you can see he's got a bunch of explosives (laughs) on his back and the kid shoots it blows up his own dad and takes all these british guys with him and so saves the rest of the village at the cost of i mean his the rest of his family was already killed and having to Mm -hmm. explode his own father and so when he grew up he made a promise to his people to his village his family i'm leaving and i'm not coming back until i bring i can bring you the guns my father promised you for so long like mm-hmm. I'm going to go and get those guns and that's what this has all been about that's what that's what that's why he's seemingly turned on his own you know betrayed his own people and joined up with the british that's why he was torturing it's all about if i can just get a high enough rank to get access to this arsenal i can steal all these guns and bring them back to my people so that we can actually fight back and earn mm-hmm. you know fight for our freedom so you're like oh okay like i think it's a really clever inserting that flashback much later after we've had a chance to be like i don't like this guy he's being really mean you know yeah and even though there are still times you're like i don't i still think you're taking it too far buddy but yeah you're like okay all right they're both good guys it's all been kind of a misunderstanding they Mm -hmm. both have reasons for doing what they're doing it's pretty i think i the way that it's the story jumps back and forth like that i think mm-hmm. helps a lot and it's pretty cool yeah so now beam is getting flogged in the town square for all to see and here's where allison duties the british ladies is like the most evil where she's like whip he's not even bleeding like they whipped him he's not even bleeding i haven't seen any blood yet make some blood mm-hmm. happen here take this whip and gives him this <laughs> fucking whip with like thorns coming out of it that when you whip him it wraps mm-hmm. around you and when you pull it off it's like a it like saws through ah oh, yeah like a crazy torture device but ugh. and they're making ramaraju do it you know or does he volunteer i don't remember no i think so they he's made the one who it. has to flog beam with this thing and we're gonna do it until you kneel you know like a proper indian who knows their place mm-hmm. you're gonna kneel in front of the british people and he won't kneel no matter what like he's hanging from chains he's on his tiptoes blood's pouring out and he and he starts singing a song because it's a musical Mm-hmm. and like inspires all the people <laughs> and they like the crowd like gets pissed off and rushes the gallows or whatever and ramaraju gets beamed down off of there and sort of packs him into like get him out of here take him back to the jail or whatever and take care of him before he bleeds to death you know and then they're going to Roy stevens is like 
well, we tried to get him to, sorry, honey, we tried to get him to kneel and he wouldn't do it, but you got, you got the blood you wanted, but we're going to just execute this guy now. So he hangs tomorrow at dawn or whatever. And Ramaraju pulls the strings to be like, fuck, I'm not going to, if we do it where they want to do it, I'm not going to have a chance to save my friend. So can we move the venue to like the riverbank? That's like a spiritual thing. It would be better. Like, you know, and they're like, whatever, I guess that's fine. Well, and he arranges to like, oh, it, wouldn't it be especially cruel if uh, Molly had to watch him die? So like, she'll be there too. Yeah, he's getting all the pieces in place for this rescue. I thought, especially since you're setting up, is it, well, maybe, maybe, did I look away at the wrong second to take notes? I thought they were setting up like Robin and Prince of Thieves thing. Like he's such a good shot when Beam is hanging, he's going to shoot the rope from a long mm. distance away. Did they do that or not? No, I don't think so. I think I that was his plan. Mm. I think it was his plan, but it gets interrupted because Ray Stevenson is driving behind them. Yeah, because they don't even get that far. No, he like takes a diversion off into the thing and they have traps set up. And this mm. is the silliest shit. When yes. This is like, you talk about some cartoonish <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's two things back to back. Ray Stevenson's car gets hit by something and like it looks like it's about to flip over. He goes flying into the air in slow motion and his gun is flying up next to him and he grabs it from the air and in slow motion, like all while he's flying out of this crashing car, which then isn't crashed suddenly, and grabs his gun out of midair and shoots the tires out of Ramaraju's <laughs> car, which then flips through the air like eight times just like yeah just straight up and then in midair like spins eight times and launches them out of the car he gets like stabbed Ramaraju gets stabbed on like a tree branch and he's bleeding mm -hmm. but just but, because yeah but Ray Stevens like flies out of this car and then the next shot he's just standing in the car I'm like no, hold on what do you mean <laughs> he was flying a moment ago he was flying through the air but yeah it's pretty silly but yeah beam gets uh gets loose from his ropes and he starts fighting off the guards that were going to hang him ramaraju is also fighting the brit like running his way working his way towards being fighting british off himself so it's they're each kind of fighting the british in their own way and they meet in the middle and don't get a chance to team up because beam is like oh fuck like ramaraju you traitor you know and tackles him and he's <laughs> beating him up gonna kill him but i feel like i'm forgetting some sequence of events but well, Ramaraju saves, it looks like he's going to shoot Mali, but she dives and he shoots a more slow motion shit where he shoots like in the exact space between where the people are jumping or whatever and shoots the guy that was about to kill mm -hmm. Beam. Beam and Mali get away is the point. And now Ramaramu, Ramaraju is captured by the yeah. British instead. Next time we see him, he's got a big ass prism beard and he's hanging in yeah. a little solitary confinement cell, but he's still doing like pull ups and shit. Like he's keeping his bot. Like mm -hmm. when I get out of here, I got to be ready to go. But has no reason to expect that Beam is going to come save him because the last he saw Beam, Beam no. was about to beat him to death. Like I don't remember what stops Beam. Is it just that like shit, we got to go? Yeah, I don't know if it was like, oh, I don't have time for this or like he like looked at him and just had this moment of like, I know I just I can't kill him because he it did the thing where he was going to bring the the branch like down on his face yeah. and it cuts away and then they show him and it's like in the ground beside yeah. his head and they're running away. So I don't know if it was like a, a hesitation because of their friendship. Yeah, that or else he saw or it's just like, no, me, I'm on time for this. Me and Molly need to get out of here because the British are still like coming. So they yeah. run and escape back into the woods. 
the place that Beam is now, Beam and Molly and some of his people are now hiding out. They're kind of in this like flop house or whatever it is. And Sita is there. Ramaraju's mm-hmm. fiance from far away has come to Delhi, I guess looking for Ramaraju. I'm not sure, but she's there. She's kind of helping the people there and tending to them. And when the British come, like we've searched every other building. This is the last building we haven't looked. This beam guy has to be in here. She very cleverly comes out and is like, hey, there's smallpox in here. Everybody in here has got smallpox. You got to go. And they're like, fuck, <laughs> no. And they, the British all run away. <laughs> so she sort of saves them from being discovered. And then there's a conversation in which Beam learns that like, oh, not only are you, oh, he sees the half of her necklace. That's like the, the twin mm-hmm. to the half that his friend had. And he realizes this is his fiance and kind of gets the story out of her of what his whole what Ramaraj's whole backstory is what his whole deal is and he realizes like oh no I left my friend like in prison and they're gonna kill him and he is doing all this like not only did he save me from execution but he is doing all this for such a good reason mm-hmm. but it's also in here there's some line of, about like oh I'm just a humble like guy who lives in the woods and I'm worthless shit and he's such a great guy but I can see, I could see why people in India might be like, "Hey, man, I'm from there. Yeah. I'm one of those. I'm not like, you know, there's a real sort of class classicism and like, where Beam as cool mm-hmm. as he is is still kind of like this country bumpkin who's like, please, city right. man, teach me your. In fact, the very end of the movie is him like, can you educate my people? Can you do that? And like, that's weird. Yeah, like, can you be my yeah, teacher? teacher from what? Yeah, unless he's gonna teach you English but I don't think that's what he meant like so I can see what people's complaints are but yeah. now he's got to say I've got to go rescue Brom like I get I accomplished my first mission Molly is safe now she's going to get out of here but I mm. I can't leave until I have to go I can't abandon my friend I have to go save him and then we yeah he breaks into this prison at night where the cells are like in the ground it's just like a little shaft in the ground that you're locked in Mm-hmm. And so Ramaraju's legs are like busted up so he can't walk. They do the tap. Yeah, they do the tap to the beat of the song so he can find him. He's crawling around, mm-hmm. sneaking in, gets him out of his cell in the ground. And then comes the chicken fight. Like it's, it's. I mean, he's giving him a, a, a Ramaraju is riding on Beam's shoulders like they're in a pool mm-hmm. and they're about to have a chicken fight in a swimming pool. <laughs> But it's a whole action sequence with where a guy is on the other guy's shoulders and they're jumping mm-hmm. around. He's grabbing guns off people. He's got two guns. They're spinning around like John Wick shit, but it's two guys put joined together yep. in friendship and, and <laughs> horsey rides. Like it's pretty goofy, but also pretty cool. Like they climb this guard tower together while he's on his back, like mm-hmm. get up there and flip off of it. And like, it's crazy shit, but it's pretty pretty cool yeah you're watching you're like this is goofy but it still looks really cool so they're hiding out in the woods they need to heal up ramaraju's legs because they're all fucked up and they put him on a shrine and here's where it like straight up turns into like mystical stuff where i don't know i i have a feeling what they're kind of again not knowing enough about this stuff but i have a feeling what they're going for is like they've now become the avatars of these because they put him on this sort of shrine to um not shiva who is it i wrote it down but i can't remember my handwriting yeah i can't remember i went down a rabbit brahma, hole for that god too brahma and bim brahma, yeah. brahma and bim or riyama yeah. i can't read my handwriting is it rihanna 
Is he the Avatar? I think it's Rama. We're gonna fight with Rama. I think it's Rama. That's a Rihanna song, right? Or do I sound real dumb? Okay. Yes. I don't yeah, know. it's I'll, there's some more, Another thing I don't know about Rihanna songs. <laughs> sound very white, but but yeah, they put he puts and Ramaraju like wakes up on this shrine and takes the bow and arrow from it, and now it's like he's like backlit superhero with like a red mm -hmm. like red pirate pants on and like a red silken shit and like his hair's all done up and like. It's real weird stuff. <laughs> to where, yeah, I almost feel yeah. like, are they now, have they been, like, infused with the power of the gods? You know, he's the fire one, and he's the water one. I don't know. Because Bean, like, comes out from underwater and catches this spear, and is like, he's, I'm the water one. Do you get it, everybody? Yeah. But there's this whole action sequence <laughs> where, I guess, because Ramaraju, we've seen, is a super marksman with a rifle, but apparently is also a genius with mm -hmm. a bow and arrow, because he's just... Bom, 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 taking out yeah. loads of guys. Beam, it's just, it's another crazy action sequence. At one point, Beam kicks a guy off a motorcycle, catches the motorcycle in midair, swings it around in a circle, <laughs> and takes out like eight guys and then whips the motorcycle at somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, it's fucking crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty cool. So they take out all these British guys, including. Stevenson's right-hand man who gets a spear run through with a spear. Yeah, and then they head for... They take out that palace. They fling a flaming motorcycle through the window into the room where all the explosives are stored conveniently and blow up the dome of the manor. <laughs> Alison Duty falls off the thing and dies. But they blow up this... Mm -hmm. I guess, how does he know that Jennifer's not in there? Or is she already like off with his people already? I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that because that thought came through my head too like yeah what if you accidentally blow well, up her small price like, to pay i guess yeah, yeah. yeah it blows up the dome the whole dome falls down and ray stevenson's like stuck on a thing with like rebar through his arm or something and ramaraju lets beam get the kill like they have the one gun and he gives him the like load mm -hmm. aim fire and he does it he lets beam be the one to shoot ray stevenson so yeah so these two guys have just wiped out the British colony in this area. Like they've just, because everything seemed like it was coming out of this palace or mansion and it's gone now. So they've just wiped out. There's just no more British in Delhi, I guess. But, and then they go back to their, they sort of, you know, part in friendship, go their separate ways right off into the sunset. I don't, Jennifer doesn't go with them, but they do sort of see each other again. Mm -hmm. But like, what's she going to do? Again, the movie's not interested in what she's going to do. So I have to ask, like her her uncle no. and her aunt are dead now. The home that she lived in and the room that she was showing off to mm -hmm. him is rubble. Is she just going to go back to England now and yeah. remember the time that she kind of fell for that dude who blew up her house? Like, what, what's the fallout for her? We don't know <laughs> and we don't care because we have another story to tell. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's fair. It's not the story of the British. It's the story of these real life freedom fighters who never actually met each other. But... Mm -hmm. But yeah, Ramaraju takes the guns back to his people like he promised, and Beam takes Molly back to her mother, who is apparently alive, and his 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 crew and his village. Yeah. And then we have a big dance number with both the guys, and Sita also is there dancing, and maybe the director of the movie? Mm -hmm. Who's the guy with yeah. the beard that joins them in the dance at the end? I have no idea. It's like a guy with like salt and pepper beard. I oh, I thought that Not was... A Oh, I thought that was um, Ramu's dad, but maybe I I'm 
think so. It certainly didn't look. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, in the dance number, he's got a big gray beard. <laughs> Maybe that's the... Because me... I was reading trivia about the movie, and it said something about the director being in the big dance number at the end. So maybe that's okay, the director. Okay, I, I just guessed that. I guess that is because he looks like a very compared to them. He looks like a very modern. Like he has a very modern haircut. So it's just it's odd to like mm -hmm. put yourself into this dance number. That's all. It's, that's all about yeah. like yeah. This this was the moment that like the torch of freedom was lit by the embers that are in all our hearts. And look at <laughs> this famous revolutionary yeah. and this famous revolutionary, and they're naming them off while they're dancing. But yeah, apparently mm -hmm. there are some conspicuous omissions from the list of revolutionaries that Indian people mm. may uh, get more out of than than we would. Mm. But yeah, this is the most that Sita is featured, really, is in this dance number. Yeah, well, she's because she is like really heavily featured. Well, she had her kind of one big scene with Beam mm -hmm. where she's explaining, you know, what's up. And I guess she's like one of the biggest like Bollywood actresses like super famous but oh, I can see why okay. you would then feature her in the dance she's probably she might yeah. be the person people came to see when they came to see this movie you know but right um I'm mean, very beautiful beautiful lady so I understand why yeah. she's you know there what would our equivalent be I don't know <laughs> there probably isn't an equivalence it's probably a very different kind of system mm -hmm. but yeah and that's RRR a um a, a, as far as my understanding goes uh, an oddly <laughs> problematic film, but not not in ways most people like us are even going to notice or understand. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So just take that under advisement when you praise it to people. You know, you might get a different reaction depending who you're talking to. <laughs> but yeah. as far as you know, if you if setting that stuff aside. I get it. I get why people love it. I get why it was such a hit on Netflix. I get why it's turned a bunch of people on to Bollywood movies in general. Because it's mm -hmm. just, it's a, and, and the fact that there are people who are way more familiar with Bollywood films who are like, this one's not even, this one's just okay. There's way better ones. Tell me what those ones are then. Give me yeah. some, give me recommendations. Because if there's better ones than this, I want to watch them. Because this movie very very entertaining as goofy and silly as mm -hmm. it can be sometimes as kind of basic bitch tropey as it can be at times as mm -hmm. Zack snydery as it can be sometimes which is not <laughs> is an adjective i made up and is not a compliment <laughs> yeah it's just super like for a three-hour movie i was not for one second bored i was no. always because there's either crazy action shit going on like you've never seen before or really compelling emotionally driven character stuff and twists and turns of like oh is when when is he gonna find out he's oh no they're you know so it's yeah i found it to be super watchable very very watchable yeah well because when i first looked it up on netflix and i was about to start it the first thing i looked at was the time and i was like three hours and five <laughs> minutes good god okay but then once i started it didn't really feel like that so okay I think that's a testament when a three-hour movie doesn't feel yeah. like a three-hour movie. Because it kind of grabs you, like that first scene of them buying the little girl and dragging her away, like, immediately. I was like, oh, shit, okay, this is not mm -hmm. what I thought I was about to watch. Like, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, like, we were talking about Lord of the Rings, that first Lord of the Rings movie is three hours, and it 
does not feel like it. I remember walking out of the theater oh. and being like, oh, no, I could watch two more hours of that. No problem. But weirdly, the two mm-hmm. towers, the second one, that's the one where like with an hour left, I was looking at my watch like this is good. But man, I'm feeling the time on this for some reason. <laughs> and another one, speaking of Zack Snyder, and there's a, countless problems with Batman v Superman. But I remember it's specifically Carrie and I sitting in the theater and uh, me thinking this must be about this torture must be about over. Right. And looking at the clock and being, holy fuck, there's an hour left of this. And I remember turning to Carrie and going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> that because you love me, you have left the house and come to the movie theater and are now sitting here with an hour left of this bullshit. <laughs> that is a movie you feel every second of. Oh, well, yeah. Anyways, that's RRR, <laughs> your new problematic fave. Uh, it's that time of the episode where I press the magic button and see what next episode's movie chosen completely at random from everything streaming will be. Press the magic button right now. Next week's, next not next week, next episode's movie is Beyond Dreams Door from 1988. It is on Tubi and Amazon Freebie and Shudder or Pluto TV, which I usually don't even mention, but all of those places. So at least two of those are, yeah, Tubi, Pluto, and Freebie are all free to watch. So yeah, Beyond Dreams Door, it looks like a Lovecraftian kind of, certainly by the title, that's a pretty Lovecraftian title. 1988 horror movie. I don't know. Don't know a thing about it. But good time of year for that. Towards a good time of year for that. I'm always up for Lovecraftian stuff, but I continue to be hard pressed to find. I love Lovecraftian stuff, but there's not a lot of good Lovecraftian like so many of the Lovecraft, like straight up Lovecraft adaptation movies are are not good. Mm-hmm. And I still contend that the best Lovecraftian movie is In the Mouth of Madness, which is not based on a Lovecraft, not based on a Lovecraft oh. novel at all, but captures the look and feel of Lovecraft better than anything. Yeah, that movie. Yep, that's still one of my favorite horror movies. And you mm-hmm. introduced me to it. So well, that and Event Horizon is like that was when Sam Neill was on a run of like. Just Go for yes. movies that people forget exist. And they both Yeah. Rule. Yeah. So that's next week. Beyond Dreams Door from 1988 on Tubi, Amazon Freebie, Pluto TV, and it says Shutter. So I assume that's correct. I rarely get Shutter. So that's cool. Where can people find new places? Um, Instagram. I'm Gilded Griffin. And then I'm just starting back up. I have like season on YouTube. I usually only do youtube like september and october so uh tonks 1989 on youtube all right and i am on twitter at heath lambert 78 the show is at that's a random p2 uh some form or other of that's a random that's a random pod or that's a random podcast on tiktok slasher there's another one oh hive and macedon do people even use that i don't know but they're there uh, moment of silence for Stitcher, my favorite podcatcher program that uh, took its last breath last week and does not exist anymore. And now I have to listen to all my podcasts on Spotify, where you can find this podcast, uh, where I used to say, yeah, I used to say available on Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And now I can't say available on Stitcher anymore because it doesn't exist. Boo. Mm. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, the show has an email address. That's a random pod at gmail.com. I think that's it. 
Any last thoughts? Mm, no, I don't think so. I highly suggest this movie. I'm going to check out more Bollywood and all the other types you mentioned. I'm going to make it a priority to check out more, especially if this is only mid-tier. Right. Yeah, I would like to make that promise too, but I feel like I made a similar one after we watched the last one, and I was like, and this one is significantly better than that one was, but I remember thinking like, oh no, this was interesting. I hope I get more mm -hmm. for the show. And then 130 episodes later, I did. And here I am again, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably watch more. We'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't have time to watch um, American movies. I don't have time to watch any, like anything right now. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen Barbie. I have not seen another movie in the theater since I don't know what. Oh, geez. I just don't have time. There's no time. No time in the day. Yeah. And I run a movie theater <laughs> and I don't have time to watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's enough of that. Back here next week for Beyond. Was it Beyond Dreams Door? Is that what I said? Beyond Dreams yeah. Door. Uh, on behalf of Shannon and myself, have a good week, everybody. And goodbye. Bye.